The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. I'm Sharon Kleina. Many years ago, I decided that water was what was the, is the most important part of your life. It's not your groceries are second. Everything else comes second. It's the water, and your body is water. The planet is water. It's like Gene Cernan, the astronaut that was on the moon, said when he looked back at Earth from the moon, that blue marble, it's God's porch, it's water. We have the water here, and it's just absolutely a miracle of what happened with the water. Now, have we learned everything we possibly could learn about it? No. We need to learn the life in that water to save the water. And we also need to learn more about what is happening with words of description of a dehydration of an earth, loss of water, dehydration, loss of water in the air we're living, the breath of life, which keeps us alive, the atmosphere, the humidity, and your body. Your body is water. We forget that. I was a guest speaker at a school in Upper New York, and the children a middle school, and I was just, you could hear a pinfall through the hour I was a speaker. They had not been taught that the emphasis of their lives was the body of water they live in themselves, personally. Did you know there's no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike? Your dehydration is, is because of an evaporation. The moment you were born and you entered in that delivery room, an evaporation began immediately. Individualities are that evaporation based on lifestyle, and you have a dehydration process to the day you pass on and, and you die. The earth, we don't want to lie, die. We want the earth to live forever. I, it can be done, but we got to learn. Well, this Saturday is World Water Day, and it's on March 22nd. And the emphasis of World Water Day has been observed since 1993. Now, in other countries of the world, their original governments were based on water governments. We've had on our show a head of water resource in the country of Holland. And their original government was water government around the world. Water government. Whoever decided to make their priority the water was because of survival. At one time, they didn't have clean water, many of them, as time went by, because they didn't have the technology we have today. They were actually drinking hard liquor, the men, and the women and children were drinking beer. All of a sudden, they went off to a country from Holland, and they said, 
uh, to China and wanted to learn about their tea because they had to boil the tea. And boiling water removes impurities. So they came back to Holland and they became the first importers export out, out of China tea. Today, our society and our cultures all over the world, hopefully we're learning. But the Power of Water radio show is saying this today. Let's observe World Water Day. And what they're going to do, they did this with the United Nations in 1992. They began to observe it in 1993, World Day for Water. Water, 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 W-A-T-E-R, is going to be the life of all life. That's the power of all faiths and religions around the world. It came from the water. They all said that. So today now, when you're thinking about World Water Day, and they're going to emphasize on the energy with water, which is those transformers, those semiconductors, all the power that takes to run computers, and those enormous, pieces of equipment that are having to operate with these with the internet all over the world the, the what it has happening here people don't realize that it isn't just the population it's our demands as a society as a culture of what we need from water and it's not just flushing the toilet washing our hands taking a shower cooking but drinking that glass of fresh clean safe water Now, we have some news, though. Recently, just a week ago, on Earth, NASA's image released on January 26th, they just told us a week ago, that in 2012, the blue marble image of Earth was taken, and they they observed uh, 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 150 years ago, there had been observed, there, were wa- there was water below our planet Earth, not just in the, uh, those small aquifers that store the water in the, beneath Earth, but there's larger storages of water. Do you know they found a large storage of water that could take all the ocean water and put it in there into this area of the cavity of the Earth? And they found what, that water. It proved without a doubt there's so much to explore. So much to explore, and that those aquifers are vital. And I've said this to everybody on this show. It's like, for example, I've said California is in trouble with water. Why would they be in trouble with water? Their former Governor Brown, um, many years ago, uh, his legislation decided to build those concrete canals. So California would never be without water, and they could; those canals would be irrigating into the fields the agriculture, their economy would flow because they had the water, but keep those aquifers filled. How do you fill an aquifer below the earth to keep it healthy when, when, you're, not, when you're not using your irrigation to help it when there's not enough rain? And of course, California is known for the sun, the beauty of basking and, and the sun. But guess what? It doesn't get enough rain. The aquifers are vital to it. Governor Brown is a hero. What happened to that? They're the worst on the planet next to these other countries that I'll tell you about that are starving and going to have maybe water wars with other states because California has an economy, depends upon agriculture, and the agriculture has to have water to be able to grow food. That's our economy all over the world. 
But the storage of water that they found over in Brazil is absolutely amazing. Now, here we go with uh, the water uh, with Governor Brown. I need to tell you, they are in big, big trouble. California is going to have the worst problem with the water than any state in the whole United States. Their economy is just going to falter because the, we all depend upon their agriculture. But they don't have the water. And their aquifers obviously sound like they're going dry. And desalination, as we all know, is very, very expensive. Today, before we go on to our special guest, and I'll tell you who that is in a minute, I'm looking forward to that, there was an author on our show one time. His name is Dr. Is Stephen Solomon. S-O-L-O-M-O-N. He wrote the book, uh, The the Epic Struggle of Wealth of Power and Civilization. Absolutely. He he saw it coming. He said, we are going to have water wars if we don't begin to think about it. Throughout all that I've been studying and what is happening with water around the world, We have over 780 million people who do not have access to water. We have almost 5,000 children dying a day. We so-called people that are more mature, called adults, grown-ups, letting these children die because we're not taking care of their needs priority above anything is water. 5,000 children are dying a day with lack of water. Their mothers are getting up in the morning and walking distances in different countries to try to get to the water and get it back to the family in time for the day begin. She's carrying these drugs. She may fall down. She may break her arm. She may break her foot. She may break her uh, ankle. She may break her uh, leg. She may have a, 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 a serious bone disease. She still has to carry that water to get it back to her family. We have a really good example, though, in, in the world today. I'm going to brag about it, and I think it's something for technology for the future. Did you know that water hires more employees and jobs and invention than anything in the world above everything? Did you know that water is more valuable than oil, than any other technology in the world? There's nothing more valuable today than water investing. Do you, can you imagine the new technology that could be, we could find in the United States and around the world to recycle water like Singapore has done? Look up Singapore and recycling water. Type that in. Singapore recycling water. It is amazing. They found themselves to be able to become independent finally away from Malaysia because they had a, a, a contract with Malaysia to pipe over the water to Singapore. And Malaysia, boy, did they, of course, they probably made a ton of money on that. Well, through the years, Singapore decided to become independent of water, like we should become independent of our oil, our energies, and our water, all of us, every community in the world. So Singapore decided to invest in the technology, and guess where they're at today? They didn't have to renew some of these contracts with Malaysia, and they're able to be independently recycling their water. And I have not been there, but I have been told it is just gorgeous. It's a beautiful country. And can you imagine their foresight, like Governor Brown did, and Stephen Solomon, the author of the book Water, 
my my show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Power of Water. The, the world of water is a priority. All of the water organizations all over the world that are out there helping for charity to help others to supply water, they're to be applauded because without the water, there would be no health, there'd be no community, there'd be nothing. The Earth's population has reached over 7 billion people. And I keep hearing they're blaming it on the population. I'm going to say... If we invented the recycling of water and we, we knew that the invention of this recycling of water would help this cloud system because of the surface water wouldn't all run to the aquifers. We could have the fresh water on the surface of, this, of the earth and the mountain streams and, and the lakes and the, and the rivers and more. That's fresh water that is necessary to influence the cloud system. The cloud system is what brings down the, the, the water, the precipitation, the water. Did you know that when it's raining outside, there's, the, there's no humidity in the air at the moment because it pulled the moisture out of the air and the droplets came down and supplies uh, uh, more water, fresh water. Did you know your body depends upon it? The atmosphere depends upon it. Our earth depends upon it. Uh, and the cloud system depends upon it. By most estimates, half of the world's people live in places where clean water is not available. And that is being, you can go right onto your internet and look that up. You're going to find that safe drinking water, even with your pipes, may not be healthy. Check out your pipes in your homes, in your buildings. That's why don't tell me why these water companies that are selling you water in the grocery store are, uh, are people that are uh, doing something to take advantage of people's lives because they're selling water. If you didn't have that to go buy at the grocery store when you're needing water, where would you go? To an unsafe spring, an unsafe well, an unsafe river? Uh, stop and think about those water companies out there providing you drinking water to buy that you pretty well know the health codes have to make them safe. They're under regulations. Please don't say those companies are making water money because of water and what they're doing with water to drink. Have you ever noticed the prices of water in the grocery store by those cases? We're going to learn at the water supply in different countries like in, in Iran Iran is going through a serious water supply. And we're going to learn more about what the terror, they call it, of water problems and wars has been in those countries in the Middle East for so long. You're going to find out the real terror will be when you can't go and turn on your own water supply that day, that moment. Or you don't have it for cooking. You couldn't take your shower what we've been used to. So stop and think about it this Saturday on World Water Day, but take some moments and think about it every day. And listen to our show and listen to the people that are worried about your health and what we're trying to do with the mission with the power of water because your health issues are important to us. But we need answers. You may have remembered the National Geographic several years ago had a front cover the whole issue was water. In the National Geographic in April, 
of 2010. Look it up. 2010, National Geographic, the whole thing is called Our Thirsty World. That's the water. And that's why I have to spell it, W-A-T-E-R. Don't take it for granted. It's the water. And that's why this show is so important. And let's start thinking about inventing new ways to recycle the water for what we need it for. And then it'll last forever. And then we won't be saying that Earth won't last forever because we'll diminish the water. Well, that's man's fault. And don't blame it on the population. Don't blame it on climate change or global warming. Blame it on the fact we're not inventing. We're not inventing the recycling technology like Singapore is. Let's stop to think about that, okay? And stop and, and, and think about the water every moment of the day. That's Earth, your mission, to help Earth be here forever for generations and millions of years more to come. Well, today we have a very special guest. Shirley, I'm going to spell it, pronounce it wrong. She'll help me. Go to Waski. She's a dental hygienist. She um, is going to be discussing to us about, and she has her own cross-link radio show, and she's going to be discussing with us Sjogren's and systemic uh, immune-related diseases and oral diseases and ocular dryness. We will discuss this with Shirley in just a moment, but we'll listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research Center, which I am the founder of for many years, has been studying fresh water and the atmosphere. But they have products, and the invention of one of the products of recycling the water to supplement the atmosphere is Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It is going globally. It has intellectual property and technology worldwide. It's just a mist to be able to supplement your eyes at the surface of your eye is 99% water. Did you know that? 99% water. You need a supplement. What is vision impairment? Dehydration. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist, and we'll come back with Shirley. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Shirley, are you there? I am here. Well, thank you for joining us. And I, are you in Wisconsin today? Yes, I am. That's where oh. I live. My father was. <laughs> 
from Lady Swiss, Lady Smith, Wisconsin. Oh, really? I know where yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to tell you now. Do you have a lot of uh, Irish people living there uh, celebrating St. Patrick's Day today? We have some. Most of the Irish people from around here hang out in Chicago. So, go in Chicago. <laughs> okay, because it used to be in the old days. You had a lot of Irish people. <laughs> There's enough well, tell us, around tell here. We're, we're seeing some green through the snow too. We still have quite a bit of snow, actually. So. Oh my gosh! I know. I was talking to somebody. <laughs> in Philadelphia today, and he said, we keep thinking we're going to go forward, and they had some more snow, too. So, But, Shirley, tell us about you. How do you pronounce your last name? Gutkowski. 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 Yes. Yep. Now, tell us about you, and uh, why did you decide to get into what you're doing? I am a clinical dental hygienist. That mm-hmm. means that I sit chair side, and I help people take care of their mouth and their teeth. And uh, mm-hmm. I consider myself to be a prevention specialist in the office and mm-hmm. uh, in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. I do quite a bit of speaking nationwide, globally, on uh, oral health topics, particularly for dentists and for dental hygienists. Mm-hmm. I've kind of shifted a little bit. I'd like to spend more time talking to people like you have in your audience um, we have a lot of new things that are happening in dentistry, and I've spent the last 12 years making sure that dentists and dental hygienists were able to answer questions from people like in your audience that are going to have a different level of information um, mm-hmm. because we do we are able to prevent disease easier now. It's not just about fluoride. You should never go to the dentist and dental office and feel as though you were getting flogged with floss and um, because we do have other options. So that's, that's my main thing, is to try to bridge this gap between consumers and dentistry and medicine and dentistry. So you're um, uh, then providing health education for yes. individuals to take better care of their gums and their tongue and their teeth and, and, and the saliva. You're, you're giving them an education of what they take for granted every day, forget about until they go to the dentist or they have something that they're uncomfortable about in the mouth and they don't go until after that happens. You're trying to prepare them to be more proactive. And Yes, and help them understand how they can avoid dental problems. It's the number one preventable disease that is the highest uh, communicable disease that we have in the United States. Mm -hmm. So dental decay is. So... um, it's not that hard, and it doesn't just require brushing and flossing. So All right. there's, there's other fun things to do. And saliva, like you said, is a huge part of this. If you don't have saliva, your teeth can't heal. It has to be a healthy saliva. To it. has to be healthy. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we'll start out where you want to go with this. I studied dehydration of the mouth. And uh, on my team, I have some dentists that have been in research, and then uh, we've studied the dehydration of the mouth problems. So mm-hmm. but tell us where you come from uh, with some of the priorities that the listeners need to know. Uh, the priorities, well, I'm, I'm, call, I'm on your show today to talk about Sjogren's Syndrome. Right, and I, I understand is, Sjogren's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a systemic disease that is usually found in the mouth first and then the mm-hmm. eyes. One, Either the eyes or the mouth is first. I don't know exactly which is exactly. Is it a 50-50 split, but it's pretty close. 
And what it what Sjogren's syndrome is is a disease that affects the endocrine glands, and mm-hmm. these glands are the ones who are in charge of producing moisture for your body. So wherever you body. have, yeah, yep, wherever you have um, saliva or synovial fluid, like in your joints or uh, mucus kind of producing cells, those are all affected by Sjogren's syndrome, and if you don't have moisture in all of these locations that just quickly, you are not healthy and you are going to be extremely uncomfortable and you're going to have a lot of pain in places and for reasons that you shouldn't have pain. So Now, can I ask you, Shirley, can I ask sure. you before we go on, can we include with their thoughts with the audience lupus? Because lupus and Sjogren's are so uh, enough to where a lot of people are have lupus that are similar to Sjogren's. Yes, you can definitely do that, and there are a lot of people that are diagnosed with lupus who really have Sjogren's and the other exactly. way around. So and then exactly also right. we have a fibromyalgia that is yes. not that, but the symptoms are similar enough that people might ignore it when it could be coming worse. And, and the dehydration uh, of what is happening, and that is what it is, is Sjogren's, lupus, fibromyalgia. These, these type of diseases are, are problems of, of severe dehydration, body water loss. Well, and the other part of that is if you have one autoimmune disease, you are often having more than one autoimmune exactly. disease concurrently. Up to exactly. five, I think, is the average. It's crazy. Now, what are the five? Tell me what they are. Oh, it doesn't matter. There's, there's, there's maybe 15 or 20 different autoimmune diseases. Okay, okay. You may have okay. five out of those, you know. Okay, uh, Like okay. you said, lupus and Sjogren's go together pretty and, and often. And fibromyalgia. And, yeah, uh, and, and of course, I, I've, been studying, yeah, I've been studying dehydration so long. And you're about right with your people, what they've said. When they've asked me several years ago to study the eyes, dehydration of the eye, like I had the skin, and I was shocked that you could almost take, uh, uh, there's doctors out there now that can give you an examination in the eye and almost tell you what's going on in your body without the blood test yet. And uh, then you go into the uh, uh, area of uh, the oral and look in the mouth and Mm -hmm. check out the saliva and uh, check, and, and, and you almost have them, I would be, you'd probably be right. They'd probably be almost match in what you yes. find out about what is happening to the dehydration of the body. Well, just, yes, the saliva quality is never looked at um, in dentistry. We have a couple of options for us to test saliva quality right there at Chairside, but it's been eight years now, and no one is still even aware of it. Um, those that are aware may have tried to do the saliva testing, but they lost interest very quickly. Um, it's, it's crazy what's been happening in dentistry, and we can be doing so much more um, to help people find these diseases even earlier. If you're going to a dental office, here's the thing about saliva. You'll lose 70% of your saliva before you even notice it. So when your dental hygienist looks in your mouth and says, does your mouth ever feel dry? You may not even notice that it feels dry. But for us, for our perspective, 
Um, we'll hold the mirror against your cheek to let some light in there so we can see your back teeth. And um, we'll take the mirror off and there'll be like tissue stuck onto the mirror because it's so, so dry. And then usually that's why we ask. And then usually the patient will say, no, I don't have a dry mouth at all. What are you talking about? And so we well, have to educate you at that point. Well, they do the same thing, Shirley, with dry eye. Do you know yep. when I entered into this studying the dry eye over 12 years ago now, I was so surprised when I was doing some research with my, my medical team and their ophthalmologist surgeons, and I could go on and on and on, and the medical field, and they were saying, well, we, we don't really say dry eyes too much because the eye drops are to trap the moisture, but the, the only reason that the, your, the evaporation at the surface of the eye is going dry is because the air that is causing it too, and, mm-hmm. and then, of course the body, but the air, the atmosphere is a big problem. And uh, because if you're not absorbing from the atmosphere the moisture that's required, uh, mm-hmm. you can't possibly drink enough water. It, it, you know, you have to drink water. But anyway, back to the dry eye word. They did not even say the word dry eye. I had to go educate everybody what out there in the world, the consumer and our culture, mm-hmm. about what dry eye means. Loss of water. Because the surface of the eye is 99% water. Now you go inside the mouth. And you look at the saliva, which I've done that with a dental team. And I looked at the nerve endings in the tongue. And my God, mm-hmm. I was just shocked. And so what happens, Shirley, is that if there's not a product or something that is not, and, and a lot of times those saline solution mouthwashes and saline solutions are not helping the saliva. No. And because our body isn't a seawater, really, it isn't. And because uh, it dries out even further. But and back the saliva to, isn't just isn't just a saline solution. There's a there are electrolytes in there. There exactly. are enzymes in there. There exactly. are antibodies in there that help to maintain the Immune equilibrium of bacteria in your mouth. And Immune if you don't have saliva, yeah. you're, you're sunk. You're sunk. Exactly. And if it starts changing, it'll change your liver, your heart, everything below it as it keeps draining all day long. <laughs> All attached. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're we're so simple, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, you're going to well, find with me, Shirley. I always use common sense, Shirley. I don't. I let all my doctors on my team all over the world. They use their words from the medical school. I just mm-hmm. use common sense, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, but whatever that, it takes to get the message across. If it's a if it's a technical term, that's great. If it's a if it's a street term, that's okay. I use gutter language more often than not. Yeah, so we got whatever it. Whatever it us. takes. Now the doctors <laughs> want to impress each other with their knowledge. They understand what they're saying, but right. <laughs> I want those on. Right. I want those out in the street, our society, all over the world, to understand it more like common sense. So now back to the Shogruns. Uh, what are you learning uh, about how I, how you're helping them? Well, mainly with with respect to the oral cavity, early diagnosis seems to be a really big problem. It takes almost five years to be diagnosed with um, Sjogren's syndrome. And it takes, I don't know, like eight or ten different doctors before you find one who's going to do the appropriate test to be able to say you have Sjogren's. So by alerting people, like the people in your smart audience and having dental professionals be more educated, we can help decrease that timeline between 
symptoms, and final diagnosis. Serena Williams, ah, sorry, Venus Williams, one of the tennis players' sisters, has Sjogren's Syndrome. It took her, even her, with all of her fancy doctors, uh, five years to find a diagnosis finally. Yeah, I remember her reporting that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So the goal of the Sjogren's Foundation is to reduce um, that time by 50%. So that's still two and a half years <laughs> before you get a diagnosis. Wow. So um, <laughs> that's a long time and a it lot of a money and a lot of suffering and a lot of suffering. We need to take a moment. I only have one commercial, Shirley, in between, and I apologize okay. for my long commentary before because it's World Water Week uh, oh. on Saturday. and. This is the Power of Water show. So, But you don't go anywhere. We're going to come back and educate our audience here about what you've been learning and how serious it is. So don't go anywhere. Alrighty. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist. Did you know the surface of your eye is vision impairment is an evaporation of water from the surface, which is 99% water at the surface. And when the eye drop touches that surface of water it has it goes into a trauma but it's invented to trap the moisture but if your eyes are already dry and the evaporation is causing a very severe dehydration which we do every day it could cause you to have extreme dry eye to potentially vision impairment to potentially blindness we have people using nature series eye mist throughout the world throughout the united states that could not live a day without it they know what it's doing for them We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with Just a Mist, and we'll be right back with Shirley. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Shirley, uh, I wanted to mention something for you to go study, and the audience can too, I'm from Science Daily. It's, uh, they, I got a report around uh, a few weeks ago. On, uh, it says here the title, Daily Humidification, Humidification of Mouth-Throat Region During Radiation Therapy for Head-Neck Cancer Reduces muc- Mucositis During Hospitalization by Patients Going Home 50, They Only Have to Be in the Hospital 
shorter amount of time they had in the past. This is in New Zealand and Australia of using wow. a humidification. And that's my field of research. Uh, um, and I thought you'd be fascinated to go study that. It's in the Science Daily. And if you typed in uh, daily humidification of mouth New Zealand, I'm sure that Science Daily will come up. Thank you but for that. There's so much to learn uh, here. Uh, education is, I've said it forever, is the most vital part of our health, and everybody should get out of bed and do what you're trying to do to help them. You know, we put our feet on the ground and begin to move, and that should mm-hmm. become an exciting adventure to us all, a hobby, that we are each so individual that we need to get to read our own cells, the rhythm of Earth's reading board to us. In other words, when you feel the rhythm, how are you feeling from the song? When, when you saw something you liked, how did you feel? And how did you feel when you saw something you didn't like? We've got to start learning to live individually enough to where when people like yourself are educating them about their oral uh, health and uh, their other parts of their health, They've got to learn to listen. They don't know it all. And even if you think you knew enough, it's, there's so much more to learn. And we need to be reminded, all of us, as much as you know, do you sometimes forget what you know exactly. for yourself? How many doctors exactly do you know right. that have gone to the doctor with not feeling good and the doctor said, doctor, you're dehydrated and the doctor's embarrassed? Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but back to... Um, the nerve endings on the tongue when they were asking me to study the dry mouth. And I said, well, you've got that saliva, and that saliva keeps the nerve endings on the tongue moist, and if it's not healthy saliva, you're going to have problems. Now, tell us more about what you've been doing. Well, um, I'm really just on an awareness mission. Um, there, there are a number of different things, but with relation to Sjogren's syndrome is to increase awareness for the dental professionals as well. Um, right. We're often the very first person who's going to notice it. Your mouth is dry. And that should warrant a, a list of other questions to ask during the appointment. Or if you're the patient, start to wonder, um, are you drinking enough? Easily, that's the first thing you can do. There is a relationship between how much you're drinking and how much saliva is being produced. How much water you're drinking. Um, what did I say? Just drinking. Oh, yes, you're right. It's, it's got to be it water. It could be a lot. Nowadays, look at coffee. what they're thinking of drinking. They're juices yep. that say, oh, this has got yep. water in it. And you've no. got the coffee and water and tea and water no. and all these things. When no. you said drinking, you meant drinking you're plain exactly water. You're right. Thank you for catching me on that. That's because okay. You're, That's you're okay. right. The, the wa- water, clear water is its own entity compared and it's different from whatever other water you drink. I have a friend that argues with me about this all the time. She drinks the weirdest water concoctions and she's, well, at least I'm drinking water. I'm like, it's not water. It doesn't have life's organism. <laughs> and and it, in, plain water has an organism of life in it that you can't substitute. And you will, you will nullify when you start adding things to the water. It, well, there's a doctor out there, a famous doctor, and he said, and follow me, they say the dirtier the water, the heavier the water. In other words, something's in it. The cleaner yep. the water, the wetter the water, it's without anything in it. In other words, healthy water has life in it. It's living. It's an organism mm-hmm. of life. That's what the life of Earth. It's all an organism of life. 
Well, when you add something to it by anything, it puts a weight in it and it doesn't absorb the way it should. So therefore, you're not going to get the nourishment of the life of the organism if you're going to re- drink heavy water. And I don't care if it's a pinpoint of anything in it. So I agree with you. <laughs> I'm right with you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Hey, here we go. World account. <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna bring it down. We're yeah. gonna bring down everybody. This is World Water Week. <laughs> oh man! Wow. <laughs> so you know, it, it's it's just really important. It's really that important, and it's a life force on the globe, and it's a life force within your body. Um, if you remember the movie, what the heck was that movie? Was it um, The Secret, or was it one of the movies that was right just like The Secret, um, where the 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 heroine in the show looked at different water crystals after people had had meditated on that water crystal, different things of joy and happiness and love and hatred. And um, and it was very distinct, you know, the water was very distinctly shaped based on what was happening. Um, Wait, Dr. Emoto from Japan has a book out, and I didn't know he had a, maybe a documentary or film, but... He proved without a doubt that if you want to argue about it, that's okay. You're, the person would probably argue about anything, you know. Right. But the thing is, is water does pick up the life around it, and it will will live the way you're treating it. And and if you have these glasses of water with different, and you go out and say to one, I don't like you, you walk up to one and you want to sing to it, and you walk up to one and say, I love you, and you have another one, you do something else. And he was able to prove that that water just sitting there like that is affected by uh, the way it's being uh, treated and the atmosphere of what is happening with it. With and I'll take you on a trip on this one because I've studied that. The atmosphere is water. The air you're living in is water. It has an electrolytic mm-hmm. ability to attract to you every single right. human being because we're water. The electrolytic side, like a magnet, attract to each other. I had a scientist from University of Washington on here. They're studying molecules, and they came up with a new uh, finding. There's another fourth water in the body. Well, that electrolytic is like a battery. In other words, your your magnet, you're attracting to what's in the air. The air is attracting you to you personally. Well, as you're living with that electrolytic side of you, the dehydration of what is happening in your body is going to be different than somebody else's body. And people have forgot that 100% water, fresh water though, fresh water is vital to your everyday life. And we cannot take for granted the organism, the life in it is all electrolytic. So if you Mm -hmm. want to treat the water, those four glasses of water, whatever, it picks up on that and conditioning of that electrolytic uh, behavior. And in science, we call it behavior, as you know, of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Well, surely, can you imagine human beings, what they're doing to each other? Because (laughs) that electrolytic behavior that's going on, and then they wonder why people, uh, some people cannot deal with negative. Then they wonder why some other people can deal with negative and go on and, and, and survive. And you wonder, but there's just some people that can't deal with the negative. And that, those glasses of water, Dr. Emoto proved, that is the influence of our everyday life. That's the influence. Is that water in us and the water outside in the atmosphere and the water on the surface of the earth. 
But back, back to your uh, Sjogren's, and I'll say lupus. I'm going to throw in their diabetics, too. A lot of times they don't um, diagnose them in time, and so therefore the person isn't starting to study enough uh, to learn what they need to do with their diet and, right. and drinking the water and which medication would it be in time. Yeah, they don't, they don't, you're exactly right. They don't get the, the, the diagnosis early. And then it's not just so much about the treatment, but just even thinking about what changes and what to expect with respect to the changes and look further and look more deeply for better answers. There are exactly. alternative treatments, um, yeah. which, and you mentioned some, and, and they're dietary, uh, Water alone is not going to cure this. You can't drink your way, you know. Can't be just water. Hydrate no. your way through this. So you need to you need to be aware of this the, this this problem. Surely, what have they and, been doing with diet? What have you been learning about oral conditions and the word a diet, the nutrition? Have you been studying any of that? You know, you know what it comes down to. <laughs> Eat your fruits and vegetables, people. <laughs> dark, dark, dark um, greens. Yeah. It, Stay away from from processed foods. Just eat real food. Sugar. Stay away from sugar. The high color, carb, the high carb. Yeah. Yep. Um, we have some medicinal sugars that have been showing um, some really positive results with respect to oral health. So that's been a lot of fun to ask our patients to start eating candy, um, and that's uh, that's one of the. Actually, we can just talk about that for a second. Um, yeah. What, what, what did you What did you just say? <laughs> I said we were treating oral disease with candy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and here we're trying to get them to stop using sugar. <laughs> well, there are and a couple today, of sugars. They just announced chocolate might help you with heart disease. <laughs> it, it, yes, it, you know, I, I'm tired of using the word may and might. Um, I'm convinced that something like a good, decent dark chocolate will help prevent cardiovascular disease. So using this may and might stuff, I don't know. I think we're, I'm past it anyway. Maybe I'm ahead of other people. But uh, xylitol, spelled with, with an X, X-Y-L-I-T-O-L, is a, um, is a sugar that's been very effective in a number of aspects of oral health. And now, spell that health. again. Spell that again, Shirley. X-Y-L-I-T-O-L. Mm-hmm. X-Y-T-O-L. Okay, L-I. I had to close my eyes and spell it. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) So that's that's a particular, what type of sugar is that? What is that? Sweetener. It's it's called a sugar alcohol. Okay. And it comes from plant material, from pulpy, woody kind of plant material. Um, And it's um, processed very much like Sugarcane sugar is, you know, you have to get the sugar part out. Kind of uh, like the molasses. Uh, kind of like a molasses. It's not really like a molasses because that's a sap. That's more of a sap. So what they originally they did was getting it. Uh, they got it from the wood pulp of birch trees. Okay. Um, it comes from a part of the cell of a plant called xylose. So almost all plants, particularly the woody plants, have the xylose as a building block of the plant. And so if you take that xylose and you add some yeast to it, the yeast breaks down the xylose and then into different um, 
into different uh, molecules, mm-hmm. and one of them is xylitol. Your body now, makes xylitol yeah. uh, about a tablespoon a day through a natural mechanism for breaking down, um, what do you call it, carbohydrates. That's done in the liver. So the, the, the relationship with xylitol is much different than any other sugar, any other sweetener. So what happens is the xylitol is very attractive to the tongue, to the palate. It measures the same as sugar. It's as sweet as sugar. It has a few less calories than Mm -hmm. sugar. But it doesn't do anything in the body that sugar does. It doesn't increase insulin. It doesn't increase insulin resistance. It doesn't do anything to the pancreas. Now, where where does our audience audience buy that? Um, My favorite place is... Uh, a company called Clear, X-L-E-A-R, clear.com. There's no C. It sounds like there should be a C. It's X-L-E-A-R, clear.com. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, one of the attributes that I think you're going to be finding interesting is this, pretend, uh, this um, potential for dragging water to it. It's called hygroscopic, H-Y-G-R-O-scopic. Hygroscopic. It has a propensity mm-hmm. for attracting moisture. That's what you're at. That's what we want. That's what we're at. That's exactly what we want. Yeah. So as far as uh, uh, for people with that are having dry mouth, it doesn't, mm-hmm. they haven't done anything with the eyes, and I don't know what, what the, the holdup is there. Uh, but for, for the mouth, um, they are using it as a spray, a dry mouth spray, and there's also a dry nose spray. So for people that have that live in dry climates, um, you live in Arizona. That's relatively dry, well, right? Well, they uh, might not have tried it for the eyes because I own a patent internationally for the eyes with spraying with water. For, for xylitol? So, yeah, and um, just even adding a hair or two, the, the description of that might have held them. I'll follow, uh, follow me for a minute in, in the eyes, uh, the eyes, because it's the surface is 99% water, and then when your eyelid is open, there's no skin over the eye, and the atmosphere mm-hmm. is touching that organ of the eye all day long, as long as that eyelid is open. In the mouth, you close the mouth, and you, in the temperature of the body, would pull back the, uh, the hydration, the moisture level, and assist this to help it. This would help it. But with the eye, because that eye, uh, eyelid is open, it needs the humidity mm-hmm. uh, badly, and it needs it to be fresh. It cannot be heavy. And that was one of the reasons they brought me to study 12 years ago, because the eye drops are causing a dehydration, because of, uh, and it was because of the, when you're applying an eye drop, uh, the chemical of that eye drop, and it's 99% water on the surface, it's already dehydrating because of the evaporation of the atmosphere is causing it. And uh, you don't want it to have, you want it to be able to maintain the humidity, not lose mm-hmm. the evaporation. In the mouth, you close the mouth so that you're able to maintain that body heat and that uh, immune system inside of there with, uh, with the description you just said about that product with misting or spraying or whatever. Well, if you can't breathe because your sinuses are all plugged up, you're going to be, your mouth is going to be open. Exactly, but not all so day. So it's it's all it's all connected. Surprise! <laughs> so um, that was the first thing, the first product that they made with. Aside mm-hmm. from the original products that they used for studies in Finland, 
which were gums and mints and syrups, the first uh-huh. American product was in the United States was um, a nasal spray called mm-hmm. Clear, X-L-E-A-R. And mm-hmm. so that was, the, the intention for that was to help children with ear infection. Mm-hmm. So the nasal spray was used at each diaper change in small children, mm-hmm. and that was effective huh. in reducing their ear infection. Oh, my gosh. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that so was in Finland. No, that was here. Here. I, the original study was in Finland, um, and that, that study prompted the, the, the person here, Dr. Lon Jones, out of Texas to create this uh, nasal spray. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to have so to now. Uh, I, before we take, uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left now. Uh, do you ever teach uh, that how important it is to when you're brushing your teeth how they brush it? You know, people take it for granted that the, oh, all these ways to do it, but a special way to brush the teeth, and then also to brush the tongue every day. If you're brushing your teeth, yep. you need to brush that tongue. Yep. People forget about and the tongue. Yeah, people do forget about the tongue, and that's one of the reasons why um, mouth rinsing is starting to get some some legs um, and mouthwashes. It's not just a cosmetic thing. Depending on which mouthwash you use, it can penetrate that slime that's covering the tongue and get rid of some of that bacteria. You still have to um, brush it. So, yeah, it's, and it's you know, always I'm a good idea to something. give it a couple brushes. But yeah, Shirley, I'm you, gonna you're never going to get that, everything. That mouthwashing. These people are going in there and they're buying these mouth rinses and they're, they're gargling with that strong, strong... Uh, chemical, yeah, uh, yeah and I'm, I store. just wish they wouldn't use so much. I wish they would just use just enough to pick up with the saliva, and, and that's it. Swish it around with your own little saliva, then uh, and use that before you go to brush your teeth, and then you go in to brush your teeth, and then when you're all through, because we always go back into the water and with our teeth when we brush our teeth, spit all that other stuff out, and you're cleaning the rest of your mouth with fresh water with your t- toothbrush. And they're not getting enough of that out of there. It's it's too strong. It's dehydrating. Yeah, it does dehydrate the tissues. That that's depending on what you're using. And like I said, if you go to the health food store, you're going to have a much better option for that. Um, mm-hmm. You can also just kind of gargle and rinse with whatever toothpaste you have in your mouth at the time. True. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's helpful. Brushing. If you're going to brush your tongue, you've got to brush the the cheeks as well. The inside of the cheeks. And you know, upper um, now we've only got a yep. one minute minute left, so I'll let you take on what you get. T- tell us. Well, it's all of that stuff, but I would like to invite everyone to uh, in your audience on March 30th to my live event, um, the Sjogren's Experience. We've got people with Sjogren's as guests. We've got um, physicians and social workers and uh, family members of people who have had Sjogren's. Mm-hmm. So that uh, we cover all the bases and everyone can get a really good um, idea of what it's like to live with Sjogren. And now, where do they find you on the web? Blogtalkradio.com slash crosslinkradio. Okay. 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 Well, thank you. Anytime you want to come on, let me know. <laughs> and uh, I always think of this as kind of like our own little laboratory for people to overhear us talking yes. and <laughs> what's there and what we need to learn and and I wish you well with your mission. Thank you so much. And uh, they can also find me on America's Dental Hygienist on Facebook. All right. You have a nice day and you be well. You too. Thanks, Sharon. Good night. Bye.
Well, did you learn? I think I learned a lot, too, about uh, what is happening out there with the mouse and uh, a lot of things that the doctor, when you go to the doctor, they're not seeing because they're pushed for another patient to come in and the the technicians are doing most of the work and they're forgetting to ask you about your uh, saliva. And they may say, is your mouth dry or whatever, but you might start looking and asking them to test your saliva. And uh, I know it might cost you a little bit more, but... There's a lot into the saliva that tells you about what's going on with your health and your gums, and your tongue is so important, too, for your health. So, And when you're brushing, always remember, you've got to brush that tongue clean every time you brush. And remember, up, and up, up top the uh, teeth you brush down, and the lower teeth you brush up. And don't forget the dental floss. Well, what a show today, and let's remind ourselves about what the show's about, the power of water and the earth being here for eternity, the life of this planet. Let's don't take it all with us. The water, embrace your life, every special moment, and somebody else's too. That means you're not always thinking about just yourself. But earth whispers to us. It's whispering. Listen very closely to the silence and the beauty of all that is going on on earth. It's saying, don't take it all with you. In other words, leave behind the nature of what started this life, the power of water. I want to thank you for listening. Think about World Water Day on March 22nd. I want to wish you a very nice day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.